You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Good afternoon and thank you so much for staying with us. It is seven minutes after two o'clock on Life Happens. My name is Pimelo Modena. I said we're going to have a conversation with Yolanda Chanji, who many would know has been an activist for a while. And it's it's quite a an old story. It's been evolving for a while now. Um, and this stems from... Uh, a December campaign that many of us are very familiar with, 16 Days of Activism, where, you know, in 2016, there was an impromptu protest at Rhodes. It suddenly went really, really sour. And Yolanda has a lot to say about what happened there since 2016. She joins us now on the line. Yolanda, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. All right, so we obviously do not have Yolanda. We're trying to connect to her there. Yolanda, are you able to hear me now? Hi, hi, how are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. How are you today? I'm I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Pamela, on your show. I really appreciate it. Will you take us back, Yolanda, to, you know, 2016, where all of this started? What happened on that day? Um, I mean, as been reported, you know, a, 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 a on the sixteenth of April two thousand and six, seventeenth of April two thousand and sixteen, um, you know, students at Rhodes University, uh, primarily mostly women, women and queer students, took to the streets of the campus, essentially demanding for you know a safer, uh, demanding for justice, demanding for an, a proactive response from the university towards dealing with the rape culture crisis. Um, I was part of that movement. I was part of that that crowd, that group of protesters, who essentially uh, were moved by a list of uh, eleven names an anonymous list of 11 names that was dropped on social media that was you know did not even allude to these men as being perpetrators of any kinds of violence but the fact that we knew all of them and knew what they had done because we lived amongst them we studied with them we eat in the dining halls with them you know we and it, it was at a time where also a conversation about and camp- various campaigns rather about uh, gender-based violence and rape culture at the university were already happening and so that night when this post was was circulating on social media uh, we organized ourselves as the students you know and we decided you know enough was enough we we needed the university to respond by essentially removing those uh, students or campus students whom we had identified as a, 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 a alleged perpetrators I say that very loosely and mm. um you know and and so you know that on this on the six the 6th 17th of april 2016 then sparked uh what we know then as the hashtag are you reference list protests so that yeah that's that's what happened to to what extent had you planned this protest and and i also use it quite loosely what had you planned to do on the day You know, I, I think it's it's been reported, and as I've said, it was it was it, it we were moved rather by this this list, and also it's important to state that we had no plan. It was an impromptu protest. Um, it was an impromptu protest where you know, again, as as the students at at Rhodes University, prim, prim, 
primarily as we had decided that enough was enough and all we wanted was the university to exclude or suspend those students that we had said uh, you know are, are perpetrators of violence who had appeared on social media posts uh, and, and investigate and, and suspend them should they be found guilty of which some of had already been uh, 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 been perpetrators of violence and had been convicted by the university years before but they were still roaming around the university campuses and beyond just that you know we were responding to a, a, a much greater uh, a problem not just the fact that we were suffocating and, and being forced to live with our survivors and I mean our perpetrators on campus but the fact that even university through uh, through its 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 very mechanisms um, was failing students you know it was not we felt there was inad inadequate counseling we felt that um, the policies at large just were, were, were not responsive uh, and in fact were perpetuating and creating an environment where we were not safe as women students on campus where we go to school every day and live and so you know that protest really was impromptu we had no plan other than to confront to name and shame the perpetrators because we chose to believe each other as as the women and you know this was a protest that was that was that was led by almost oh, nearly you know two a thousand it's been reported a thousand two hundred to two thousand students on that first night protested and you know to and it spoke volumes at at the fact that we didn't have to be told that these men are perpetrators we knew they were perpetrators and we had decided that enough was enough and they needed to go so you also wanted the university to address certain policies around rape what were those specific things that you wanted the university to address in their policies so, Pamela, for instance, um, as, as I was saying, that the, uh, the counseling center, for example, is in, uh, it was one of the issues. The counseling center um, was one of the, the 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 things that we had we had a problem with. We felt that you know it was understaffed. Um, there was literally only one person who was dealing with um, the cases of of harassment at the harassment office, which was it was inadequate at a university of eight thousand students. You know how can one person deal with all cases relating to various uh, uh, forms of harassment or violence, and um, you know also just the culture. You know we were questioning just the culture of what it means to being to be a student at Rhodes University. Some of the things that we had to do um, when you arrive as a first year university student and and you are uh, participating in various uh, sorority activities or fraternity activities that we also felt that you know they were they were promoting um, you know rape culture they were promoting this 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 idea that we can we should perform for men this is what we should do around around male students on our campus it's just what it is can, can you give um, us an example number... can you give us an example of, of what that looks so, like so when you when you arrive at Rhodes University in my first year in 2015 one of the things that I experienced was um, a culture a tradition called serenades right? serenades and so this thing of serenades happens serenades and it, it happens during uh, a week orientation week just before the academic year opens at the beginning of the year and you know we, 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 we put together a song like a cheer, a cheer a house song as the first years at at the residence that you're staying in and you know we are we are we are um we are told we need to dance in particular ways and encouraged you know to do to, to dance in sexual ways and you know these serenades then we go to male races um and we perform you know these 
the serenade since she was serenading the male students um and whether you liked it or not it was it was rather compulsory and it's just little things like that that just that was that was just eye-opening as just the first year that you know like what if i'm not comfortable with doing this you had no choice you had to do it because it's rose culture that's what you do as a first year rose university student you have to serenade um you know the male students and so it it, it goes deeper than that i mean just looking at the drinking culture you know and if we just look at the fact that Rhodes is a microcosm of the greater society at large which is south africa we know that we have a gender-based violence crisis we know that we also have a, a drinking um and, and and drug problem in this country and so living in a small town like Grahamstown and going to a small university where a lot of things are left you know a lot of we had a lot of freedom um because of also this culture that is influenced um by by a i have to say a point blank uh, whiteness, the culture of whiteness. It's a historically white university that I was I was attending. So a lot of things. I was arriving at the university campus where, um, you know, it was just starting to open its doors to, to seeing a majority black black student body entering its its, its campuses. So, um. I, so I might be going on a tangent, but my point is that when you then you look at the, the fact that it's a micro, we are, we're we're just a microcosm of South Africa at large. Um, one was not surprised that you know they, we were experiencing that amount that amount of violence on campus. I was I was I fell uh, fell victim to violence in my, my first four months as a university student. Um, you know, I, I was raped in my first year and I was not the first person. I was not the only first year who experienced that, first year student who experienced some sort of violence against them. And so, you know, this was, this this for, for me on a personal level, I was not protesting in a, in a vacuum. I was protesting because, you know, I chose to believe those around me who spoke up. I was fighting for myself and um, we just needed the university to really change uh, the, the environment that we were in starting from the culture the things that we had to do as as students living on residence to them the way the university was was it was pretending like it, there was no rape culture crisis that it, it was not responsible um for it, 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 some parts of it uh for it and and the fact that it it allowed these it allowed men to who are known perpetrators to still live and study on our campus what what was your engagement with the SRC when you brought these things up did you engage with them at all about this culture that was of of concern to you interestingly enough that the the re reference list protests were endorsed by uh was supported by the src in fact the um earlier on i mentioned how the 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 this this protest came up came out uh, or happened at a time where various campaigns on rape culture were happening and one in particular hashtag chapter two point uh, chapter 212 or hashtag chapter 2.12 which refers to a section in the South African constitution which is chapter 2.12 that essentially just speaks to how as citizens or people who live in South Africa we have the right to our bodily autonomy and, and safety so that was a campaign that the SRC through the, 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 the Transformation Activism Council at the time in 2016 was running they were also uh, a, part of, a, a part of the conversations and leading the conversations about rape culture at the university and even then the, the university 
university's management failed to meet the SRC that represents the student body, you know, and 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 actually find out what where this, this these post the poster campaign firstly was coming from, and even throughout the RU reference protest, they failed to engage not only the SRC but the student body at large. So it was not just an issue of just students uh, 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 not not maybe following. Um, students who decided to just take things into their own hands. It was the fact that we even had a leadership, student leadership, that they themselves believed, um, you know, that the university was not doing enough and therefore we needed, we needed, we needed urgent change. And that one week shutdown down to which the SRC was a part of. What, what happened to your case, your rape case that you referenced in 2015? Were you able to hear me, um, Yolanda? Please say that again. I lost I was, you for a bit. Uh, okay. I was just asking what actually happened to your particular rape, rape case. So I didn't report. Um, I, I, I did not report my, my rape case. Is there a reason why you didn't report it? Because I felt, as I, as I, I felt I, at the time, a, I was going through a lot. Um, I was going through a lot, just dealing with the fact that I, 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 I was, I was raped, and I didn't trust in the the, the system. I didn't trust that the university would would um, give me the justice that I, I I needed. I didn't feel like I would be believed, and for a lot of other various reasons why I didn't report my case. A lot of reasons why a lot of South African women don't report their cases at the police station, or just speak up about it. Hmm. Can we go back to April and talk mm. about that impromptu protest? What actually happened there? Were people kidnapped? What happened at the protest? So I, I have no idea, Pamela, and I, 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 I don't know if I can speak to the I, I can speak to that really about what actually happened because or rather if people were kidnapped um because what had happened uh in terms of my perspective and what i know as as a person who was involved in those protests was that we went to res arrest to rest trying to identify those those men who had appeared on this nameless list this list that did not say that they were perpetrators or rapists or anything of the sort mm -hmm. and we confronted them we went to their residences to confront them to tell them they need to come out of their residences because they are going to get arrested we need them to get arrested we need them to face the music and face the community of Rhodes University uh, and to be shamed as as perpetrators that that movement that night really sparked um i think an influence uh, protest after that in terms of naming and shaming uh and, and really just saying these were perpetrators and that's what that protest was was that we said these are the perpetrators we took them out of their residences mm -hmm. uh, and, and and told them that they need to come mm -hmm. to 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 the crowd really and just face the music whilst we wait for the police to come and arrest them and our demands were very simple on that night mm -hmm. we just needed university management with the police to come and arrest these perpetrators and they failed to do that and had the police University been... and, the, and, and, and the police, SAPS in Grahamstown, came and, 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 and threatened violence against the women. So, but did you guys request the police to come while you were confronting these men? Sorry, Pamela? Had you asked the police to come? Had you physically requested the police, whether by phone? Hello? Are you able to hear me now, Yolanda? All right. Let's take a quick... I can. You I was, can. Uh, I'll say... 
I was saying, mm. had you requested the police to come and either mm. charge these these young men or whether to arrest them, had you as the protesting group requested that to happen? So, okay, I don't know if you can hear me now. I can, but, I definitely um, can. Yes, the protest... The protest was simple, Pamela. We had demanded that the university suspend these students uh, and arrest them pending an investigation. That's mm-hmm. it. And the university failed to do that. Instead, they called the police uh, and, and the police uh, threatened violence uh, on the crowd, on the university, on the student body, which was mostly women that were protesting that night and, and instead protected those very men um, and protected those very men that we were saying that here they are, we need them to be arrested. But instead, the police thought that they that that uh, you know they, there were so many things that arose that night mm-hmm. about statements having to needing to be open, mm-hmm. and um, it was just a really triggering moment that I cannot speak on a whole movement. I'm going to speak about me and mm-hmm. personally for me. Um, this this is what I know of the fact that you know Rhodes University did not arrest those students. Rhodes University instead protected them. Those students were taken to safe houses. They they disappeared after that after that first night when the police um, uh, 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 when the police were able to take them away. We were under the impression that they were getting arrested mm-hmm. or they had been arrested, but it turns out that they weren't arrested. They they it was just a, 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 a show that the cops were putting on for us to essentially just take these these students away from what they thought was a a a, 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 a potentially hazard a potentially um harmful uh environment which there was no harm posed on these men there's a really no harm that was posed on the, on these men and it would have been something uh, that you know i would have t- testified to um uh, had I been given the opportunity when I got excluded in 2017, a year later, uh, after these protests. So again, you know, I, I don't want to speak about pe- what people did, what people didn't do. Um, I cannot speak on the account for the actions of a, a movement, but I can say that you know, Rhodes University did not, um, you know, a, a heed to any of our demands other than create, developing a sexual violence task team which then gave over 97 pages of recommendations on what the institution needed to do in order to really you know curb the, the what we what we believe uh, to be a rape culture crisis on the university campus so and yeah f- fair enough you can't speak on behalf of the movement but what happened to you on that day were you arrested were you apprehended who are, did anybody identify you as the ringleader maybe what happened to you on that night What do you mean what happened to me? No, I've asked whether were you arrested, were you apprehended? I'm trying to understand how you were singled out. So I was singled out like how the how I guess society singles out singles mm-hmm. or rather the state. Mm-hmm. So you need to understand that a, I was very vocal in these protests. Mm-hmm. Um I've never denied my my presence or my involvement in 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 in, in that I was a student activist at Rhodes University both during Fismas Fall and with these rape anti-rape culture protests. And so I was definitely singled out for my activism in general in, 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 uh, as a student at at Rhodes and I I don't know what you mean what happened to me that no, night no. because I'm the saying protests, the protests were a week long pro- the protests 
protests were week-long protests where <laughs> it wasn't just a matter of we just demanded that these men be excluded. We held an academic shutdown with with the Rhodes University staff members, those who were supportive of the movement and the protests who believed in what we were we were we were raising as a concern and as an issue, where we actually held uh, instead of going to lectures and having your ordinary lecture, we were having gender-based violence lectures and, 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 and having lectures discussing what is rape culture and understanding what is rape culture in the context of being a student at Rose University and living in Grahamstown, mm -hmm. more so in South Africa. So contextualizing the violence crisis, the violence crisis that we are we are experiencing again, this is not coming out of a vacuum. And it must be noted that the 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 the, the Ari references protest was not a one day protest. It was a week protest because in throughout that entire week we had we had proposed the various ways of getting the university to to actually uh, uh, um, sit down with us, hear our hear our demands, why we are protesting, and for us to come together uh, in figuring out a way forward uh, in, in terms of dealing with with the rape rape culture crisis. To answer your question of whether I was arrested, I don't have a criminal record against my name in any police station in this country. I've never been arrested. I don't have any criminal charges of, of kidnapping, assault, defamation, and insubordination. Um, those those charges, Rhodes University, because they run a kangaroo court of their own, they were able to. And and, and this is what becomes interesting about the case is that they used the very same men that we were protesting against and saying that these are perpetrators as witnesses. Uh, as witnesses for their own case against me, so, it, it, so it's not. For, it was not for because of those men who 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 are, who are essentially witnesses on behalf of Rhodes University, including the vice chancellor himself. Um, I don't know how a university could really level such uh, serious charges against a student. What so, grounds do they have? So, so yeah. what 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 we need to get to, and this is why I was asking you what happened on that night. I'm trying to understand mm -hmm. whether the police. Police were part of identifying you um, in helping the university build up a case, or were the charges purely put out to given to you by the university? And when did they actually bring the charges to you? So, the, as I as I said. I was not arrested, Pamelo. Mm -hmm. I've never been arrested. So the SAPS is not even involved mm -hmm. in, in in my case. Mm -hmm. it's, this is a matter between myself and Rhodes University A. B, these charges were leveled against me a year later. A year later, in 2017. That's the clarity. March, when that's I was, the clarity I was one. That the Rhodes University is now going to institute... Yes, that Rhodes University is going to institute a disciplinary hearing against me, mm -hmm. of which sat down for six months whole disciplinary hearing process sat down for about nearly six months and I and and nothing came out of that other than finding two women guilty um in in, in what we believe in it was a very prejudicial uh, a prejudicially biased process and 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 that and that was it and at the very same time using the supposed evidence and suppose and using supposed evidence from witnesses who are the very men that we were saying are rapists but Rose decides we will we will believe these rapists and actually silence these women who think well, they will bring our our university's name in disrepute by saying that there's a rape culture crisis at the university so this goes beyond the fact that uh, this 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 is also about the fact that Rhodes is is choosing to side with perpetrators they chose to side with perpetrators that entire week when they called the cops on us various times throughout that week when we got shot at i had an i was list i was identified as one of the leaders of this protest mm -hmm. three days three days into the um 
three days into the protest, the Rhodes University got an interdict mm -hmm. uh, against the, the student body of which I myself and three other two other women were named as respondents because we were identified as leaders mm -hmm. of this movement because of social media posts and the fact that we were active agents on the ground. We were mobilizing and definitely disrupting lectures and definitely saying we needed to speak to the university and we were doing this with supportive academics. If you don't mind, Yolanda, can we take a quick break? I've got to go to the headlines. Um, can we come back so that we can just uh, take the story forward and then also open the lines, I suppose, for those who want to be uh, of support to you how they can do that and those who have comments maybe they can also call in on 891 but if you don't mind can we go quickly to Uzi Lesaku for the latest in headlines at 2.30 please SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide leading the conversation wow Pamela good day to you uh, the listeners and your team I, I guess we still have a long way to go to arrest this unfortunate um, pandemic of uh, patriarchy. You know, if patriarchy is rife in our institution of uh, higher learning, no wonder all these illnesses that we witness at a society level. It's unbelievable that you, it, it also exists in those institutions. We still have a long way to go to deal with patriarchy. Thank you, Pamela. It's cool, me in Jamestown. Hi, Pamela. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm listening to your guest, and uh, she's saying that uh, they wanted the police to arrest the guys who they accuse of uh, being involved in uh, rape at the institution. Now, it's a bit difficult for the police to arrest people when they uh, don't want to press charges against uh, those guys. The police cannot just arrest someone because they demand for those guys to be arrested. They need to go to the police station and press charges against a specific person and then the police can investigate and then arrest that person. The police cannot just go and arrest any person because you demand that person to be arrested. File a complaint against the person, the police investigate and then they can arrest the person. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. We are in conversation with Yolanda Yanji, who is a feminist, who is an activist, who has been expelled from Rhodes University for life. Um, she is uh, being going to court for that particular case. Um, and she now has just one judgment on leave to appeal um, that expulsion. We will talk to her about how far that is going and, and get more details there. But before we went to the um, headlines, she was um, busy just giving us a sense of what happened. You know, from the day when, when all of this erupted, this impromptu protest, to where we are right now. Thank you so much for staying with us, Yolanda, and uh, thank you so much for, for just taking us through the details of how we find ourselves here. We mm. are now here, and you eventually were, you know, you, you went through a disciplinary hearing. What did mm. the university charge you with? What, what were exactly were they charging you with? Yeah, so I was charged with kidnapping, assault, defamation, and insubordination. And, um, yeah, that, that's what I was charged with in 2017 and you were at the university. And, and they eventually found you guilty of all of those charges? And they found me guilty of those charges in my absentia. Mm -hmm. Firstly, they found me guilty of those charges. I had not testified. 
they claimed that I was given an opportunity to testify, which was true, but they they they, they denied me to, the, the, the opportunity to testify on a day where my legal counsel uh, would my legal counsel in its entirety would be available. Mm-hmm. Um, it was put on record. We asked for postponement. It was denied uh, with no reasoning. So speaking to even you know the the, the prejudicial. A bias, I guess, that I was, I was alluding to earlier on is that, you know, the certain things happened throughout the disciplinary process that, you know, were unfair, that were somewhat against me, um, in that process. And I was, I was effectively then excluded in November 2017, uh, when I had about two exams left. Mm-hmm. Uh, in completing my 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 third year and my and my and essentially I would have graduated, and yeah, I was excluded from guilty. My essentially I had not led my any evidence, I had not testified, I, I never cross examined. It, it was it was just the university uh, bringing in the, those 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 names that we was that we were saying are perpetrators that we know are perpetrators that we believed you know and 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 and, and demanded there to be you know an intervention from the university instead the university used them to 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 drive this case um against me and and the other students who are also targeted for for those who haven't been following the case you've been appealing this you've gone to court essentially yes. you're asking for a few things just detail what it is that you'd like to see happen so I mean, I'm I'm essentially just saying that the the the, 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 the judgment must be set aside because as it currently stands, I'm not only excluded for life at, at those university, mm-hmm. but uh, it's virtually impossible for me to go to any other university in the country because my 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 transcript at those university is endorsed with these charges, serious charges, mm-hmm. um, serious crimes against that have been leveled against me, you know, and um, with, with that, and I guess even the public campaigns at the universities. Is, is insisting insisting on funding in 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 in, in um in uh, villainizing me in the public domain. All of those things matter, and they've effectively, you know, ruined my life since my exclusion. So I'm just saying to the court that get those judgments aside. Let us go back to the disciplinary hearing. Because I'm not saying I don't want to testify. I never mm. said I didn't want to testify. It was the question is why was I why was I not allowed the chance to testify on a, when with my entire legal counsel? Mm. I prepared I prepared for months and months. Um, you know, and this was not something, it's not like I was charged for, for stealing a pie. I was charged for kidnapping grown men. I was charged for kidnapping and assaulting grown men who, in the university's eye, are innocent boys who've never done anything. So, um, you know, this, 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 this was a serious case, and I was not the only person that, you know, was targeted and who sat in that discipline you're hearing. There were two other women, one of whom was an SRC counselor at the time. The university even went after the SRC student. Mm. Who, just, who, who dared to, to stand with the students and break the status quo of having student bodies or student representative councils in these institutions of higher learning who don't actually serve the interests of the students but actually serve the interests of the university. And so they, they dared to even, they, they went after her because how dare she? So, yeah, this is really simple. You know, what, have been, what we've been saying to the court since 2018 is that I shouldn't have been excluded without testifying. I shouldn't have been excluded in my absentia. And 
essentially it must be put it must be put aside. I'm fighting for my right to education here, my right to access to education which has been taken away from me. I am also right fighting for exoneration for my name to be cleared or even for the fact that my story must just be heard. My side of the story must be heard. I'm not saying I'm guilty or I'm not guilty. I am just saying that my my side of the story should have been heard and I should have been afforded that because that, that is every South African every South African citizen's uh, legal constitutional right what to, be, to be given a fair trial. You went to court. What has the court said? The court said. So yes, you know now in this year we uh, we we went we appeared we appeared before the Grand Pan High Court again. Mm-hmm. Um, we we brought forward our. Um, review application, mm-hmm. and we were we, we you know we brought forward our notice lead, our notice to lead to appeal, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, at the Grand Pan High Court. Um, we were appealing the, the we, were, we were appealing uh, the judge's mm-hmm. decision in December when we were at the High Court uh, on our review application, which was denied, and we were saying it was wrongfully denied. Mm-hmm. And the very same judge now has granted us leave. Uh, Deputy Judge Judge President Samanitangulela has granted us leave to appeal, so we are going to the Supreme Court of Appeal, mm-hmm. so that maybe they can actually weigh in on the, on, on, on this situation and 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 see where you know justice may have been mm-hmm. failed. Do you have um, a court date for your for your appeal? No, I, I don't. Not yet. Um, I only was I, I only was granted the leave to appeal on the seventeenth of September. So we are in the middle of preparing our papers okay. um, and, and and to submit them to 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 both those universities, council and the Supreme Court. So we will probably be looking at early next year, mm-hmm. uh, if anything, uh, when we will probably uh, be approaching Bloemfontein. Yolanda, we we did extend an invitation to Rhodes. They've clearly they've denied it. Uh, they said they're not interested. They they told us you know that they welcome the the the, the court. Um, uh, granting you leave to appeal, so that's where they are going to leave it. I want to give you an opportunity to to say your bit to the South African community that's listening, to all of us who've been watching this case and are part of the society. Um, we know you'll be going to court, but what about this entire experience do you want to say? I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know, Pamela. I, I, I don't know what, what about this experience I can say. It's just really, for me, it's, 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 what Rhodes University has done to me, um, and I guess even the other women students that they've targeted um, for their student activism, particularly against, you know, uh, uh, holding misogyny and patriarchy accountable, really is, no, is to no surprise, because again, earlier on I was alluding to the fact that uh, what is going on there in Grandstown, what is going on in, at Rose University, how they're responding to GDV and rape culture is essentially what we're seeing on a, at, a, at, a, at a national level, how our country, the state, has failed and has failed women over and over again. And those who dare to decide to, you know, to rise up against systemic patriarchal violence. Um, particularly women rising up against this, or even queer people, part of the LGBTQI community, they should we dare rise up? We will be dealt with. You know, um, the system doesn't want uh, uh, the current state of cause it is doesn't want uh, women uh, fighting for themselves, reclaiming their bodies they, uh, and their voices. It, it, it wants us to be uh, 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 to be sub to be submissive to the violence, and you know that's what this protest was about. That we are refusing now to be submissive. No longer do we want to be submissive to this violence and to be silenced and to pretend like, you know, it's, it's, we're not aware or, or that we're not affected by what is going on. And so really uh, it, it, what has happened to me is, is again, it, it happened to Mamwini with, with her standing up to a, a racial uh, uh, and sexist government uh, um, 
a racist and sexist government in, 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 during, apartheid, during the apartheid era where Mama Winnie was fighting in the liberation struggle. Um, and, you know, obviously she was, she was, um, out, you know, she was outcasted and, and faced against the, the, the societal, um, the societal repercussions that come comes with being a woman who dares to speak up and dares to fight and dares to question male authority, and so that's what I did. And um, you know, I really hope that you know things will be better for me going to to the Supreme Court. Coming from the Supreme Court, maybe I'll have received some sort of justice. But um, you know, I, I I don't want my story to to demotivate or not inspire other women. Um, it, 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 we really need to just. In all the spaces that we occupy as women, whether it's at the workplace, it's at home, um, it's at school, we really need to just start holding the violence accountable because you can't pretend like gender-based violence is not a real thing. We know that we live, we know who the perpetrators are, we know what we're going through, and if anything, we owe it to ourselves as the women to believe each other and 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 really hold each other's hands when you know to, as we battle this 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 huge this huge crisis. Can you maybe give us a sense? What's the reality of your life now, Yolanda? What, what's happening with you? What What do you get up to every day? Ah, that's, uh, that's, uh, thank you for asking that. Um, the, uh, I get up to my usual feminist activism work. Um, I think post my exclusion at Rhodes University, you know, I was really involved in the mobilizing and organizing um, of the, the hashtag, the Total Shutdown Women's March that happened on the 1st of August. So I was heavily involved in that, and we went to the, the, the GDV summit hosted by President Soramaposa. And, you know, so I have, I have, been, I have been trying to, to, to remain active and to kind of... Um, you know, to just ensure that my voice is heard as, as we try to fight patriarchy and dismantle gender-based violence in this country. And apart from that, really, I've just been seeking employment. I, I think I alluded earlier on about how hard it has been since my exclusion, just navigating um, post, post, post the, the exclusion and having had all these horrible things said about me in, in the media by the university, you know, claiming that, yes, I am a, I'm a vigilante, I'm a, I'm a criminal, um, I, 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 and, you know, and you know, it is having to seek employment. I'm currently based in Johannesburg. I um I I I I'm, I'm, I've been trying to run my own NPO it's called Archive Amabaliway Two, and it's a gender-based violence media-centered organization that really is interested in archiving and documenting uh, women's experiences and, and margin, broader marginalized people's experiences of what it's like uh, navigating and living uh, and navigating through this this uh, society that is you know characterized by by violence. So that's the work I'm interested in ensuring that our stories are not are not forgotten, ensuring that we write our ourselves into history, um, whatever it is that we are doing um, towards creating a better future for women in this country. I'm interested in that kind of work. But apart from that, I'm really unemployed and I've been living hands and mouth more so this year with the impact of the pandemic. It's really difficult. Um, so, you know, a person just been trying to pick up the pieces whatever ways I can. And I've been running a fundraiser as well on my various social media platforms. Um, uh, 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 you know, just really appealing to the public to kind of support me whatever ways that they can. Um, in terms of just my my living expenses, it, I I come from a working class family, and when I was excluded, I would have been one of the first one of the first raised by my grandmother, and I would have been uh, the first in my family to receive a university uh, a degree. And so, you know, all of those dreams and hopes have have been taken away from me. I have been taken away from me, and that's why I'm fighting. Um, I'm fighting for a better, a better, a better life for myself, really, and I'm fighting for the fact that I, I stood up 
for for justice. Mm-hmm. I stood up against injustice, and um, you know, I, yeah, life has just been really weird, Pamela. Pamela, after 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 my exclusion, and I'm still in that boat right now. But hopefully, things will get better, you know. And it sucks that a person only has hope, but it is what it is. Feminist and gender activist Yolanda Kianchi, and uh, we'll definitely be following up on this story. It's not the end yet, and uh, that conversation will be available as a podcast.